How you doing? In 2010, Simon Amstel did a show called Do Nothing, at the end of which he expressed the need to let go of things that you can't do anything about, to do nothing in the face of a problem and accept it for what it is. We've all been served an absolute shit sandwich right now. Some shittier than others, but it's all crap. But it's important not to get up in arms and waste all your energy raging about it, because there's nothing you can do about it. So here's the plan. You do nothing for the next 20 odd minutes, and I'll try to make you laugh. That sound good? Or does that sound like a load of psychobabble bollocks? I'm not entirely sure myself, but I'm gonna do the show anyway. Welcome to Ollie's World. What? What? I can't actually believe what I'm hearing right now. So we're grounded. You're saying I can't fly in my jet to a private airfield. What is actually happening? So I'm stuck in this grotty little country. Where are we anyway? I thought we were in Bangladesh. Oh, it's even worse than I thought. How are they letting this happen? Don't they know who I am? Don't they know who my father is? I mean, I understand quarantining the little people, but me! Me! This is an affront. Can we call for... Jonathan? He's got you in contact. They'll help us get home. Well, we have to! Because I'm not staying in this slum for another night. I'm not. Okay, where's the nearest Curtis Resort? What? We don't have a location here! What the hell am I paying you for? Who even are you? Do you know who you're speaking to? Do you know who you're speaking to? I'd resign myself to curry and lie down on the sofa when my dearest Anastasia sent through the message that may have changed my life forever. CC, that's the creative clique, London's most cutting-edge art collective, for those of you not trendy enough to know already. CC, on Zoom tonight. We're going to discuss your zine. X, X, kissy emoji. My mag, I corrected back. It has to be called a mag. I made sure she noted that. If it's not, the whole project would be for nothing. But aside from that faux pas, I was absolutely buzzing. Finally. My mag would be getting published by real creative types who understood my message, my vision, my passion. All I needed to do was pitch it to them. So I wrote a little something down on my curry-stained napkin and logged on, absolutely buzzing to see the visage of my Anastasia. When she opened up the room, 
our sheer magnetic attraction to each other almost caused me to kiss her picture on the screen then and there. Oh, how I long for my period of isolation to end, so that I can once again taste her luscious lips. They taste like sunshine and also red stripe. But I couldn't daydream for too long because the meeting was already underway. The thrum of activity in the Zoom room was palpable. It was the thrum of Libertaire, Solidarité, and other French words that mean Viva la Revolution. Creative Clique turns society on its head every time it meets, with unique ideas that no one but the bold and daring youth of modern London could ever come up with. So I had made sure to put forward the best impression that I could that night by wearing my finest beret. I looked like I could have been there. Yeah, there. In the Cuban guerrilla militia. When it all went down. Yeah. You know. All the shit. The stimulating debate on the Zoom chat was just hotting up. Aldous, one of the more senior creatives, pontificated, and I remember his words so clearly. The profound incongruence of an innocent mercy lays claim only to a second son's original sin. Many of the other members clicked their fingers to this, but Clayson, another figurehead of CC, sat on his beanbag, stony-faced, we all waited for him, and after an epoch of anticipation, Kyson made his response. Yet the second sun shines brighter than the first, a universal truth that covers up your disputes like the proverbial paper defeating its arch-nemesis, the rock. A tide of finger clicks ensued, and the pace quickened. And what about scissors, eh? Where do they cut into your perfectly wrapped parcel of commonality? Do you have measures to protect against such disturbances? This is a no-scissor zone. Do you even care about the socio-political impact of knife crime on today's troubled youths? No one is as troubled as I am. On that, we all agreed. The room had become a firecracker of raw energy, which needed dousing before some serious shit started to kick off. So Anastasia called for a break, after which we would all discuss my mag. She even said mag just like that this time. She truly is Aphrodite incarnate. I left for chat and sent some more kisses to Anastasia, in X's and emoji form. When I got back though, the fire had only grown in ferocity, as Katie Storm had encouraged everyone to get out their load of very modern drugs, which everyone was now taking bumps of one by one on camera. There was lots of commotion, arguing and less than artistic expression. And now I was to pitch my mag to this rambunctious rabble. 
Anastasia asked for calm. So now we're going to hear from one of our newest members about a big passion project that he's worked very hard on. Please click your fingers in unison for Connor. There was only a smattering of finger clicks for me. I started off by apologizing, and then I reached into my jean pocket to pull out the napkin with the speech written on it. It was only then that I realized that the writing had been smudged in my pocket, pen indistinguishable from curry. I couldn't read any of the genius that I'd come up with earlier, and to admit this to the suddenly hostile collective and ask for their permission to go and rewrite it now would have been a display of terminal weakness. It would mean my mag may never end up getting published. No way. That's not going to happen after I've come so far on this journey and worked so hard to get to this point. I didn't need any notes for this. I did what I do best. Speak from the heart. With the soul and rhythm of the streets. Hey. Hey guys. So I've got this... Mag sort of thing I'm making and... It's called Street because it's all about street level music and culture. Aldous took another bump of some substance or another and interrupted me straight away. I fucking love it! It's raw! It's innovative! How much of a zine have you written, my good fellow? I've written all of the mag, I replied. The first issue's ready to go. And Aldous just went straight on with saying how incredible the idea was and how all of the collective should start contributing to a second issue straight away, all charismatic and completely taking the Zoom Room's attention all for himself. He went on for ages. I didn't speak for the rest of the meeting. Alder spoke a lot more though, and finished his big speech with, Here's to Street, the zine that's going to turn creative clique into global players. I can't believe I didn't think of it until now. Then he popped a pill into his mouth and everyone clicked fingers. Anastasia sent a smiley face to me over text. I sent one back. But I wasn't smiling inside though. Right, lads, good to be back, yeah? I'm sorry to say, but I'm fucking pissing myself right about now. Fucking Jimmy Dean, King of Guildford. Fuck, do I have to be scared over here, you ask? 
Well, it's not any other fuck from around here. No person, man, woman. I don't give a fuck, mate. I'll take on all comers. I'll take them on. Fucking mash them, mate. I'm still the king of these mean streets, yeah? You fucking hear me? Nah. It's not any person who's making me mad, sweaty, like. It's those fucking exams coming up, yeah? Whatever they're fucking cool, I don't care, like. I just really want a fucking party, man. I fucking want to knock them out, man. I wish I could literally just punch him, yeah, bang, man, bang! But like, I can't really do that, oh, I mean, I can, but just punching your piece of paper in that neaky booklet they give you don't really help you match your pass, yeah? Instead, I actually have to sit down and write like a fucking bed and just sit there in that shitty room for hours, man. It's like cruelty, human cruelty. Sit there under those shit fluorescent lights, man, brutal, man, peak times. And not only that, man, but I got like two of these fucking things to revise for, man. I got media studies and traveling fucking tourism, right? So that's double the amount of stress, double the pressure. All this fucking virus shit going on. I don't even fucking know if these things are gonna get cancelled or not. Fuck, man, I'm pure shitting it. I just wanna pass you, man. I wanna be proper, yeah? Like, don't get me wrong, I love these streets, love running them, man. I love putting your fear of God in some wanker walking down a high street trying to pretend you didn't see me. I've seen the fear in the whites of his fucking eyes. Love all that, love all that. But I also realise it's probably not going to last forever, yeah? Like, I'm going to need to get a fucking job at some point. I don't want to be stuck doing something I completely hate doing shit I don't want to do. I'm the king. I do what I want, yeah? So that's why I'm at college. That's why I'm hustling and grinding every day. So I can learn how to become a YouTuber or a rapping a beef or some shit. Or both. I'm not fussed. Just something where I can have fun, run about the place and fucking do whatever the fuck I want, yeah? Wherever I end up. But I can't do that if I can't fucking pass these exams. I don't even fucking know if they're gonna happen. Ah! It's some mad shit, like, but I feel proper out of control right now. Luckily, there's still two months until I've got to take my first exam if that even fucking happens. So, you know, I at least have fucking time to revise, you know? But if anyone thinks you're crossing me between now and then, right? They're gonna have one mad fuck on their hands. The waterfall is nature's greatest cleansing force. Feel its surge upon your body, your skin. Let the natural power flow through you in battle, in life. In every situation you find yourself in, forevermore. A passage from the Book of Fisting by Master You Say I Say. I have taken the new disciples out of the city and into the wilds of Bedfordshire on a spiritual journey that forms part of the path one must walk to achieve Way of Fisting. We'd been camping in a field that I'd offered to pay some farmer handsomely to use, but he declined, saying that he'd be shooting vermin in the field at this time of year and it wouldn't be safe for us. So we decided to camp there without paying, because it was very important to use this space for my students' spiritual training. My new disciples are truly special, all six of them. You'd have to be to stick around after seeing firsthand what Gidokin can do to the human body. I hear that kid I accidentally dumped on his head still hasn't left the hospital. I respect him for his bravery, as I do all of my martial opponents. But my students, they saw that and decided, I want to be able to do that. I want to learn way of fisting. 
That's what young Nathan said to me when I picked him up in the Dan van. That's what I call my VW camper. To head off on our excursion into nature. Then we picked up Therese, another young guy who got unfairly kicked out of school for punching the lights out of some little sniveling wretch who I'm told definitely deserved it. Then there's Alicia, a more middle-class girl whose boyfriend just broke up with her and she needed an outlet for her anger. A noble purpose to take up Ghetto Kin. Then we picked up Ruby, who's had some problems with the old monkey dust, if you know what I'm saying. And finally, the Eastern European siblings, Joanna and Claudio. They're the uh, strong and silent type, eager to learn though. So my six acolytes and I vanded to this field stroke campsite, where we've been opening their paths through spiritual activity. I sort of did an equivalent to baptism in the nearby river to introduce these kids to their new life, their new path. I wanted a waterfall, but there aren't any waterfalls in Bedfordshire, as far as I'm aware. So I made do with a babbling brook. And despite how shallow the brook was, Alicia still complained that I almost drowned her. I mean, I had to hold her underneath the waterline for at least a minute, or she'll never become a truly fierce warrior. That's what Master Yusei did to me, and I turned out okay. Anyway, she can't stop shivering now, it's really annoying actually. After that, I took the trainees to a secluded area of the woods, where there were lots of felled logs so that we could do some weight training with nature's barbells. The Eastern Europeans were absolutely crushing these logs. I mean, literally picking them up above their heads and throwing them down, and uh, unfortunately one of them landed on Doris's foot and he freaked out, started calling everyone very mean names. Uh, that offended Robbie, and the two got right into it and basically reenacted Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin, uh, beating the snot out of each other for several minutes. These kids these days are so violent, man. I'm impressed. They have so much potential in Gidokin. I was admiring their form, their fearlessness. That's uh, why it took me so long to break up the fight. At camp that night, there was an understandably sour mood. As we patched up Robbie and Doris, Alicia just sat there whispering, so cold and Joanna and Claudio remained stony-faced and unapologetic throughout. I decided to try and lift our spirits by asking my disciples to work together to help me in my time of need. You see, as well as being an instructor in Ghetto Kin, I also represent the art as a professional mixed martial artist. My record? Uh, 8 and 17. But! All eight wins come via knockout, proving the indisputable might of Gidokin. I have a big fight coming up, so it was very important that I got my disciples to help me prepare for the most important aspect of it, my ring entrance. You see, MMA is all about showmanship. You can only keep getting fights if you get attention. Thanks to crooked, paid off judges, my record isn't that great but they'll still book me if I do some crazy stuff in my entrance that'll get people talking. When you talk big entrances in this business, you talk Kazushi Sakuraba, you talk Stamp Fairtex, and you talk Dan First. 
so in the spirit of community, I asked my disciples if they had any ideas for my entrance. And he'd never said it before, but it turns out Nathan is some aspiring documentary producer or something. And he'd brought some of his gear along with him. I thought these kids were all ruffians, hooligans, and nerd wells But it turns out they're quite a creative bunch. All these video phones and apps nowadays have made them all so adept at creating exactly what I had in mind. So in just a few hours, we'd made this comedic training montage of me in the woods fighting off zombie ninjas. Played with aplomb by Alicia and Doris. Though, uh, Alicia shivering throughout kind of ruined the effect. Uh, that was very selfish of her. There was even a cool improvised scene where we had to run away from a bunch of farmers shooting rifles at us, calling us vermin. <laughs> it was absolutely crazy, but Nathan caught it all on camera. This stuff is seriously going to impress the promoter. I'm gonna put on a show the likes of which you've never seen before. With fans in the arena or none. Make sure to watch it live. Oh, and uh, there'll be a fight too or something. So how's the doing nothing going? Enjoying yourself? Well, the ending theme lasts about 30 seconds, so let's see if you can hang on for that long without clicking over to Twitter, or turning on the news, or any of that other misery-inducing stuff. Just for 30 seconds. Do nothing. Let's see how we fare.